0: Well, SS Ralph is a writer from Newfoundland, Canada, who's on the line with us here just now. How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing smashing thanks. What time is it
2: for you right now, by the way? Uh it's four thirty in wow. the morning. I got I gotta go to work at six, so Oh <laughs> <laughs> now I wanna talk about your Driftwood
0: Blackheart series, first of all. How would you describe the series overall?
2: Uh overall it's uh, like a mashup of horror, sci-fi, and darkness comedy mm and what inspired it um something i thought about uh, like the storyline uh, a long time and uh, i just started writing it down uh, you know I, I do construction and uh, yeah. sometimes i end up at these work camps where there's just nothing to do and <laughs> i just started jotting it down and it you know it just it became uh, like a series of six books but i had to get the whole story down to make sure it all you know uh worked out in the end and got connected and mm. so uh anyway the first one's published but there's there's five more on the way and yeah. I, I think there's five more series or four more- series going to be after that to tell the the complete driftwood blackheart saga but uh, the god-fearing people is the first series and then it's going to go from there yeah
0: and is it hard to mix horror and black comedy it
2: it is but you know like uh one some of my favorite movies are like evil dead and uh, chainsaw massacre so it's something like that is it's it's gory it's but it's it's also kind of a little bit hilarious <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who's it aimed at as well i mean is it a horror audience or is it a little bit more comical than that it,
2: it's tricky when you do the, the the genre mashups because you know like say uh somebody likes horror and if it's not scary enough they say well it's not really a good horror book and mm. if it's not a uh, funny enough they say well it's not a really good dark comedy and if it's not technical enough they say well it's not really sci-fi either so it's a dangerous game but uh uh, I, I, I just took a stab at it because it, it's it's all the things I like. I like I like horror. I like sci-fi, and I like dark comedy. So I I just kind of mashed it all together. And I'm hoping there's other people like me that would enjoy it. I hope there's lots of other people like me that enjoy it. But yeah, there might only be a, 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 a handful, right? I don't yeah. know. But, uh, I hope other people enjoy it as much as I enjoyed writing it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Do you feel like it's important to just do what you want to do and not really care about
2: perhaps the powers that be and what they want? Yeah well i they say write a a book that you would like to read yes well that's what i did and i like i said i i hope there's there's a lot more people like me out there that that, that'll enjoy reading it but Mm. if not then you know i enjoyed writing it and uh (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) yeah and how long has it taken
0: you so far to write this series
2: i i'd say it took a better part of four or five years and that's wow. just because i uh, work full time yeah. sometimes 10 hours a day seven days a week and then i have a, a family so i mean trying to sneak in time writing when i wasn't uh, uh away working or something or when i was home was a bit tricky you know it's always a constant struggle to, to find time writing yeah and uh but i never had any trouble with writer's block i have this whole story to tell you know the not only this series but uh, the next four series i just got to get it down and find time to, to get it out there
0: yeah that's the thing i suppose you must be really struggling considering you have to do this interview at just after 4 30 now <laughs> yeah so, i mean how do you find time are there some days where perhaps you just don't have time
2: no and and those those aren't good days uh you know i, I like to at least put in uh, an hour or two a day uh mm. and you know you can get a lot of words down in that time if you're you know if you're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it takes time yeah and hopefully uh you know if this takes off then i'll have more more time to, to you know to do it you know because like, like I said, right now, it's, you know, I only got the first book published, but, you know, maybe by the end of the series, I'll have more time to just uh, write after that. Yeah.
0: And did you have to do any maybe research for this book at all?
2: Uh, no, like most of it was up in my head. You know, like uh, when you get into sci-fi, you got to make sure that, you know, uh, it's not uh, you know something that's silly you know it's got to be believable so yeah uh, not a lot of research but uh, you know uh, I, most of my experience comes from all the books I read uh, yeah. I, I read like uh, so many books it's ridiculous my my house looks like one of those used bookshops and <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know like so yeah like a lot of my research comes from the books I read uh, lo- a lot of the, the the science science fiction side of it's comparable to like the the dune saga I'm a huge fan of Frank Herbert and yeah. That's sort of where, like, uh, if if anybody knows that uh, story, the first book kind of starts in the middle of the story, and then it goes into the future, and then it goes into the past, and then it all kind of, like comes full circle and that's the same sort of uh goal with the driftwood blackheart saga i uh this first uh series is sort of like the tip of the iceberg and then when you get to the end of the the sixth book you realize there's a way bigger story here and then it 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 gets more involved and you gotta really read into it to kind of solve the there's a lot of mystery. I don't want to say it's a a mystery book because (laughs) you know I don't want a fan of uh you know uh mystery to say oh this this is a miss but there is a lot of mystery there and it's something you got to read into there's there's clues on in, in every book and and eventually, you find out that uh, the main character in the in the whole story—not this first series, but the whole big story—is is Driftwood Blackheart, and he's oh. he's a mysterious character, and he's, he's he ties everything together, and uh, that's that's the that's the big story. Yeah. And if you go to my website, there's a little you know you, you can see blurbs about the the next four books coming out, but I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's something you want to read into, but. There's also a page about Driftwood Blackguard and his backstory, and it doesn't explain a lot, but it sort of, you know, you know, uh, hints at who he is and maybe how he ties in with the whole story. Yeah, because you get a lot of your inspiration from
0: reading other books, is it sometimes hard to come up with a new original idea even? I don't want to accuse you of plagiarism, <laughs> but is it sometimes no, hard to not funny copy stuff even that.
2: subconsciously? Because uh, the, the main reason that inspired me to start writing is because there was so much stuff that was redone like mm. I don't watch TV or movies anymore because it's all remakes and it's all if it's not a remake it's uh, the same story like uh, vampires and zombies and doctors and and, and lawyers and cops and yeah. I'm just so sick of it all and I thought you know is it is it so hard to come up with something original and I said well mm. if you think it's easy why don't you try it and that's what I did so I, I come yeah. up with something I don't think anybody's ever done before and I hope uh, somebody wants to read something different and you know hopefully like people that like zombies and vampires and cops and robbers <laughs>
0: uh,
2: you know they might not like it but uh i'm not reaching out to them i'm reaching out to people like me that that want an original story so yeah and uh with with uh the play like copying things like my favorite authors are Clive barker and uh Frank herbert so uh, mashing those two together is is, is kind of weird and I, i'll admit that you know it's it's different and it's it's not done but I definitely didn't rip off uh, anything they did, but I did take a lot of their style, and I just kind of mashed it together. So it's kind of like a, a scary science fiction sort of thing, and and it, a lot of people are waiting for that. They say, well, there hasn't been that since Alien or you know D, uh, Deep Horizon, and everybody's waiting for the next scary uh, psychological kind of thing that messes your head with your head. And I, I hope I pulled that off a little bit, and, mm. and I know I I scratched that itch for some people
0: yeah and the yeah. name driftwood blackheart where did that come from
2: i was just gonna go with driftwood but I, I i guess there's uh a writer from calgary that already had a character named driftwood so i just kind of uh had to come up with something original so and he's, he's i was thinking he's kind of like a, a freedom fighter he's kind of like a humanitarian so i i thought of you know he's kind of like a, a pirate <laughs> <laughs> So i i just uh put the blackheart uh mm. with that and uh just to be original, I guess. Yeah, there you go.
0: And of course, you've mentioned the future book coming up. There are four, aren't there? What are you able to tell us about them without giving too much away?
2: Uh, there's six, actually, but I only posted uh, four on my website because, like I said, I don't want to give away too much information or else it, you, you're just going to know what you're you're reading. <laughs> I don't want it to be too predictable because I, it, the whole thing, when you read the first book, it's supposed to kind of make you wonder about certain things and read into it. So I, I, I don't want to say too much. But uh, the, the first book is more like an uh, introduction to all the characters, and it, it sets the scene. And the second book, it starts getting more involved. You, you know, you, you start digging deeper. You, you find out that uh, this town, New Hope, with, that's supposed to be all religious and, and you know, pious, has is, is got a dark underbelly. And then you find out that the, the hell, the city that lives close on them and, and spying on them, uh, they're supposed to be mean and cruel and sadistic, but uh, these, these are people too. Like it's not a fantasy. Like the devils and demons, they're they're just deformed people that uh, have, you know, enhanced senses from from their disabilities. So. You know, they, they they go to school, they they fall in love, they get married, they have kids, you know, these are people too. And even though they have a nine to five job, you know, to torture people, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they, they have feelings, you know, and it, it just gets more involved. And then the the third book, you realize that, uh, you know, hell is going to invade this town because it's their job. You know, they're supposed yeah. to be watching these people. And if they, if they stand there, they stop believing in, in the devil and the demons, they got to remind them. So and then the fourth book uh yeah they they they, they invade him again it, it happened before you know the main character jacob miller his, his grandfather warned everybody he's like one of the few survivors actually seen this happen mm. and uh it, it, this book is a lot about complacency you know they, they say you know is this believable do you think you could forget about something like that happening after two generations well sure sure it can you know like uh my grandfather fought in world war ii and yeah. all, all the stuff that he fought for all our freedoms are taken for granted and uh everything he went through is is you know like uh, it's crazy how soon we forget you know the the lessons learned in life and mm. and that's the moral of the story is there's good and there's evil but there's a lot of gray area in between you know people that are supposed to be good do bad things and People that are are evil do good things, and it's it kind of blurs the lines between uh, good and evil, and mm. and I think that's you know what what life's about.
0: Mm. Do you think that that's an important lesson to be learned?
2: I think it is, and uh, you know I I like I said I, I wrote the books you know for my entertainment, but I I hope yeah. it reaches out to some people too, and you know I, I try to be a good person, and you know uh, eventually if this takes off, I want the you know there to be links on my website for for charity and or, and organizations. Because, like I said, the main character, Drifo Blackheart, he's a humanitarian, so I want to sort of model him I wanted him to set an example for people he's, he's trying to help people and and I, w- I want to be able to help people through him I want to kind of flesh him out and make him like a real person that uh that helps people yeah
0: and what is the time scale for these books have you finished them yet or are you still writing them
2: there's six the, the six books in the first series is, is done like I said I had to write the yeah. whole thing to make sure it all worked out because I didn't want to write uh say one or two or three books and then uh sort of write myself in a corner and, yeah. and, and I'm not sure sure like how many books are going to come out after that or how it's going to end or if it's going to drag on so to, to get the whole story out i had to do all six and uh i knew it was too big for one book obviously <laughs> it was like eight hundred thousand words so uh at first i i split it into three but when you're a new author you 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 can't have like uh first of all you can't have like a book like uh stephen king it it's like okay who's this guy i'm not going to invest my time into this phone book here so i had to split it in in, in three again so it's uh it, it's one big story but it's it's, it's split into six books and it's all done I'm just going through the process of publishing them and I, I'm hoping to come out with one every maybe three or four months because I don't want to pe- keep people hanging there either the mm. first book has a bit of a cliffhanger I, I like to call it more like a hook <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes a really bad cliffhanger but more so if it, if it doesn't come out with the second one right away they, they forget they lose interest yeah. they don't want to have to reread the book again just to remind them about the setting and the characters so I'm going to try to mm-hmm. keep keep the books coming out and uh, hopefully whoever's in Interested, or be happy with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting because I suppose you've got to have that perfect time. Three months is probably about right because it's not so short that people don't even have a chance to read the book first, and it's not so long that people are bored waiting and forget.
2: And you know, there's my budget too, and my yeah. <laughs> my time. Like if I'm not writing, I'm, I'm working on marketing and uh, oh, yeah. you know, covers and uh, editing and all that jazz, right?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And will there be more books even after these ones? Maybe.
2: Yes, and if if you look on my website, on the whole page at the bottom, it, it tells you the the series that are coming out. And like I said, I'm I'm probably going to have to write the whole series and then split it up into so many books. So the next series might have three or four books. It might have six or seven. I don't really know, but. And, but there's definitely going to be four more series to tell the complete uh, Driftwood Blackheart story
0: yeah and will there ever be a point where you go that's it it's done because there are some <laughs> authors and filmmakers and whatever that feel like you've got to finish it after a certain
2: amount because you don't want to go too far and yeah. ruin it actually when when I get to that point I'm not sure what I'll do I'll have to come up with a, another storyline or something because mm. like there's so many books just for this one story and it's going to take a long time but uh if i live long enough i'll, I'll eventually get to the point where it's like okay i'm i gotta come up with something different here and uh yeah. then at that point i guess i'll have to come up with something different i guess <laughs> but uh you know I, I still read the the dune books there's like 20 of them but wow. a lot of people are saying you know they're kind of milking it now they're the story <laughs> was told, and now they're just uh you know re, you know coming up in between the lines and just mm. whipping it to death i, I don't want to do that i might come up with a few books that have some side stories of some characters that become popular but yeah. I, I don't want to i don't want to milk it to Death.
0: Yeah, but then would you milk it to death if somebody gave yeah. you an a billion pound <laughs> deal?
2: I don't know. Maybe you know they say you know ABBA. Everybody wanted ABBA to play live, and they threw yeah. millions, of billions of dollars, and they said, "No, we're done. We're done." You know, you, yeah. you can't paying us enough, but. I don't know uh, I just I, I want to stay loyal to my fans and if they think it's enough I'll, I'll say it's enough if they want more then I'll, I'll give them more
0: yeah and the only way they could get ABBA to play live again is <laughs> if they're not really there
2: yeah maybe the holograms or something eh? <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know is there like a way you could do that with books I guess you could get somebody to ghost write your book that's yes. the equivalent isn't it
2: and you know like Stephen King writes so much and it's like is he even doing it anymore or does he just pay to, <laughs> like pick his brain and put it on paper because that's a lot and they say no he he writes a lot it's ridiculous but uh i have i have have my sometimes i think he's got a little help there yeah maybe i think he just comes up with the ideas and they just you know write it for him i I think but Mm. you know that's fine because he's he's uh, a genius and you know what's the difference if he writes it or somebody else writes it It's, it's his thoughts going on papers right so
0: let's just hope we don't get a libel letter from stephen king's lawyer. <laughs> oh no oh, yeah <laughs> no, I, you know I, I love stephen king i don't read a lot of <laughs>
2: his books i find them a bit wordy but uh all his movies like since i was growing up i the, a lot of it inspired me like i said uh, a lot of my inspiration comes from the music i listen to and uh, uh all the horror movies i watched growing up as a kid so i mean if if he didn't have all those movies, I, I definitely wouldn't be what I'm doing doing today. Yeah, absolutely. He just, he is, yeah.
0: So what actually got you interested in writing in the first place?
2: Uh, I used to write a lot when I was younger, uh, you know, and I I used to uh, win awards and stuff, and I had some stuff published and. Then I just gave it up because you know people just started expecting it, you know, and yeah. it's like they just you know uh, it was a lot of pressure when I was younger, so I just totally gave it up. And then uh, one of my my kids uh, he started started writing and he wanted some help, and then I started helping him. And then then I realized how much I enjoyed it and how much I miss it. And then uh, after that, it's like okay, well you got the story and you want to do something original, well, you know, let's start let's start panning it out here, let's start typing and <laughs> see what you can do with it. And then once once I got started, uh, once I got the characters uh, kind of fleshed out, they, they sort of took a life of their own and they just, you know, the story kind of started writing itself. I don't know if anybody that writes has this, any similar, uh, feels this, the same way, but I suppose not because some people, they say have writer's block and they, mm. they have trouble getting the story out. I, I never had that. My, 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 my problem is finding the time just to, 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 you know, get the words on on. uh on the computer, you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah. You don't tend to get writer's block, but do you still believe in it? Do you think it could happen at some point?
2: Uh, so- something similar is like, uh, uh, sometimes you know you have a plot twist and you know it's like oh geez uh, this happened in one chapter and how's it going to work in the next chapter so mm. sometimes I struggle to, to, to work little situations like that out but uh, it always works itself out for me and somehow I just figure a way to kind of make everything connect and make sure that characters interact with each other a certain way and mm. you know they, they have a life of their own and like I said uh, if you have characters that are well fleshed out they just kind of write themselves you know they, they make a story for themselves and you know how they're going to interact with other people and you know <laughs> yeah. the hardest part for me was uh you know at the end of the the sixth book you know a lot of them die and uh, mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking for me because these are almost like people that were part of my life for, for four or five years and now they're gone and I hope uh, hope the readers kind of feel for them too when that happens uh
0: because
2: yeah. uh, I, I always say if, if you don't make people laugh and and cry or, or or scared to go to sleep at night you're you're probably not a really good writer <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like the book just writes itself, or is it just that you have a deep knowledge of your characters that helps?
2: Uh, at first, you know, it was like, uh, you know, getting the, the characters, like, their backstory and their, their personality their and their quirks. And once all those characters sort of kind of came to life, they, they just started uh, to, to write themselves. They interact with each other, and you, you just know what's going to happen. Like, this guy meets this guy, you know, they're not going to get along. and. <laughs> you know, something violent might happen or maybe these two characters will fall in love. Okay, well, definitely these two characters will will love each other. And then it becomes, you know, a love story or whatever. you know, like I said, it's a horror and it's uh, a sci-fi and it's dark comedy, but there's a lot of mystery, there's a lot of romance and everything in between, because that's that's a well-rounded story, right? Yes.
0: Do you feel like you have to have created the characters yourself to be able to know them in that way? Because I feel like even the biggest fans of certain franchises, if they wrote a book or a script about certain characters, they could still get it quite wrong.
2: Uh, it's funny, uh, like I said, a lot of it uh, was uh, inspired by the movies I, I, I watched as a kid, but uh, most of it is inspired by the music I listen to. So uh, certain characters are, are, are were based on uh, certain singers, of you know, favorite singers or people in, in, in bands I listen to. So it, it's actually probably it'll be a fun game for the readers to kind of guess who uh, the, which character or, or which singer inspired which character or something because mm. I can't come out and say it because then I'll get sued for, you know, uh, <laughs> copyright infringement. But, uh, you know, uh definitely, definitely, like, a lot of characters were based on uh, uh, real people. And uh, there's little hints and little clues.
3: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage.
2: that point out who's who, who's based on who. But uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say 90% of my characters are based on uh, celebrities. <laughs> People that inspired me to like music growing up and, and not so much actors, but uh, musicians and stuff.
0: Do you remember what your favourite book was as a child?
2: The very first book I read that I wasn't forced to read because, you know, when you're <laughs> in school, they make you read The Outsider yeah. to Kill a Mockingbird. And I didn't enjoy those because it's not something I wanted to read, but I was forced to read it. So at yeah. first I didn't like reading, you know, because I, but the very first book that I, I wanted to read was uh, Papillon, which is a uh, a real life uh, you know it's a true story about the the guy that escaped from Devil's Island, and uh, after I read that I just I I never stopped I just kept reading so much. And at first I was reading like uh, real life stuff, like uh, nonfiction. But then I, I, I started getting into fiction. So I read a lot of fiction and I read a lot of nonfiction still. Like I, I read a lot of biographies. And yeah. like I said, a lot of characters are, are 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 based on real people. And I know a lot about these people because I read uh, their biographies and stuff. And mm. a lot of their personality comes comes from uh, from that. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Biographies are quite interesting to read. Do you feel like you have to have a particular interest in the person before reading? it or do you like to just find any biography maybe somebody you never
2: even heard of what fascinates me the most i think is uh like uh you know like somebody might be famous you know huge Mm -hmm. but they most of them come from from nowhere like these little back towns and oh yeah how, how they how they came to to be uh where they are now is is always what fascinates me and uh I think that's, uh, some, some of them are born into it, you know, like, uh, John Lennon's kid, you know, he, he was, yeah. he was born to be a, a singer <laughs> and a star, but you know, somebody like, uh, you know, Elvis or something or, or Johnny Cash or, you know, like, uh, they, they 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 sort of crawled out of the, the dirt you know and they they made a huge name for themselves those those are the stories that interest me the most oh yeah how they how they got to where they are today
0: yeah and you've mentioned a couple of these already but are there any authors that
2: have inspired you well uh, my favorite author by far is clive barker and uh like i said uh like i like stephen king like his his movies but i, I don't read his books so i just find them a bit wordy and hard to get through but uh clive barker has a lot of movies and they always say you know the book's better than the movie like not, nothing is more true with clive barker like the first time i read clive barker he he ruined everything for me in a way because <laughs> nothing else compares to him and mm. when he comes out with a new book i'm the first one to buy it and uh i don't i've never i write horror but i i don't actually read any other horror books because uh clive barker just uh he blew everybody out of the water and uh yeah it's, it's, it's hard to compare any any writing to him he inspired me the most for sure mm. uh if anything i try to write like him and, and he kind of branched out from horror to uh, uh Fantasy, but all his all his books are are very humorous in a way, and that's where the dark comedy comes. So, uh, this this book is is sort of like Clive Barker, I, I think, it's comparable to that. But it's it's also like uh, comparable to uh, Frank Herbert's The Dune Saga, just the whole series, because. There's gonna be so many books based on the one story yeah. and there's a lot of science fiction involved with it. And it, it gets more sci-fi with the other series. This this one's more like a horror dark comedy. And people say, well, it's not really scientific. But when you get to the end of the sixth book, you realize, oh my God, okay, well, this this is sci-fi. This is like a universe, and you know what I mean? Yeah. This this is a there's a lot of world building here, you know, and there, there's more to this story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And on the other hand, are there any authors that you don't like? That's what we really want to know.
2: Um, Like I said, uh, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King, and I I tried to to get into his books, but they're just a bit too wordy for me, and I, I, I... A lot of them i didn't finish like i just you know even like the movies that i like like say i, I like the movie that he did and i thought well the book's got to be better yeah and it's it's not like if you, <laughs> if you read the shining and you compare it to the movie it's like no way but mm. his movies are awesome and i just love it and then i try to read the books and i just can't get into it yeah that's
0: interesting because it's usually the other way around doesn't it it is
2: he's the only one that that's yeah. the opposite for me and like i said i'm not i'm not bashing his writing mm. like he, he's a brilliant writer but i i just i just rather watch his movies and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, uh, Clyde Barker's the other way. Uh, his movies seem kind of silly, and they don't—they don't get into like uh, how he writes, how his style. I think one of them was yeah. close. Uh, Lord of Illusions was close to sort of. how how he writes and it but you know like if you watch hellraiser and you compare that to hellbound heart or you watch nightbreed and compare that to cabal it's 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 Mm. not even close (laughs) books are like so much better
0: (laughs) but is that to do with the author or is it more just the director and the budget and things
2: i think the biggest problem when when you make a a movie out of a book is you don't get into the character's head you you can't Mm. see what they're thinking but when you're when you when you're reading it you, you you sort of become that character, you know what I mean you mm. you get into their head and you know what they're thinking like when you watch the movie, it's like, okay, well, this guy kills this other guy and that's all you see but you don't realize what he's thinking while he's doing it or why he did that really you know you's just kind of have to guess but the good thing about books is is that it explains all that. You know what I mean. You, you get right in their head, and you you know it's. Uh, I I think movies are like two two dimensional, and, and books are like three D. You, you know what I mean. It's it's not just what you're seeing. It's it's what you know about them, and yeah. you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and when you're reading a descriptive scene, your imagination is always going to be better than whatever they could reproduce on a film.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of characters in my books, and uh, you know, I was hoping it wouldn't confuse too many people, but it it sort of jumps around, and you jump uh, from one character to another, you get in their head, yeah. and each chapter is kind of like a short story in itself, and then it's, so it's a, a it's a collection of short stories, but it becomes part of a bigger story, and uh, like I said, each chapter is a, a different character, and you sort of jump around in, the, in their in their minds, in their in their situation, in their scenes, and it just tells a, a one big story, and the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more you read it. Like I said, it. it it's kind of like an onion or a, an ogre. It's got lots of lots of layers. <laughs> yeah. Do you
0: feel like writing energizes you, or does it exhaust you?
2: I I just I'm just glad to get it down. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I have all these thoughts, and even when I'm working, I'm thinking about uh, writing. <laughs> so you know when I when I get home, it's like okay, finally I, I can pen this down before I forget. I, I gotta make this guy do this, and gotta make this girl do that. And uh, so it's very satisfying to me to just to get it down on on not paper. I guess nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's not paper anymore, but uh, so, on on a uh, computer, I guess. And uh, yes. it, it, once I get it down there, it's like okay, no. Like I said, I I just, I enjoy writing so much. I just, finding the time is is my biggest problem. So uh, I'm very, very satisfied every time I, I, I find time and just get it, get it, get it down. Yes.
0: That's the thing, writing on a computer. Is it easier to be distracted that way? Because I don't know how much social media you <clears> use, but Facebook or Twitter is right there, isn't it? Whereas if you were using an old-fashioned typewriter or just writing down in a notepad, you're less... Susceptible to distractions.
2: Yeah, the the only thing is, I need quiet. Like, I I don't write a lot at home because you know my wife's watching TV and I don't have my own room. You know, I I don't do a lot of it there. But when I when I go to work and I'm away on these uh, jobs where. Basically, I, I work and I I, I sleep in a, a camp a, a room all by myself and it's quiet and there's, there's nothing else to do. There's a, there's a TV there but I never turn it on. You know, yeah. I just uh, I turn my laptop on and I, I just write and I work and I write and I work and I write and then I go home after so long. Maybe it's a few months, maybe it's a year, but. And then I spend time with the family, and I don't do a lot of writing when I'm home, obviously, because I just want to spend time with them. But uh, yeah, then that the, you know, if the story is, is is hanging there, I'll wake up early in the morning when they're all sleeping, and I'll just start writing, just to yeah, kind of get it out. Right, I got to be sneaky, I guess, or mm. not sleep at all. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned at the start of course that sometimes
0: it's hard to find time to write so on top of that how do you find time to read and maybe watch a few stephen king films
2: uh well i watch movies a lot with my kids like uh, my youngest yeah. kid he he's like a huge horror buff and he, he he wants to watch all those movies i watched when i was a kid oh, yeah. it's like his life goal and we watch them together and it's fun and uh with books, I, I read uh, when I'm at work. I have uh, two or three breaks. So I take a book with me. So oh. I, I read a book uh, probably in a few weeks. Uh, I, go, I go through a lot of books that way. And then if I'm at, at an airport, I travel a lot. I read oh, yeah. when I'm on but I never read when I'm at home. It's, mm. I just don't have time. I'm writing or I'm spending time with the family. But I, when I have my little breaks at work, I'm just, I always got my nose in a book and I'm in my own world and it's an escape for me. You know, people yeah. say, well, why, why do you read instead of talk to us or, you know what I mean? Or I said, well, you know, I said, I can pretend I'm somewhere else for a while. I don't want to be here at work. I don't want to be on this construction site. I want to be on a different planet or I want to be, you know, in a different world. And this this book takes me there for a few minutes a day.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned you bring a book to the airport. Do you read on a plane? Because I often bring a book with the intention of doing so, but then I'm just too excited and I want to look at the clouds
2: yeah uh i i I can't read like while i'm flying well actually i i can but i you know i can't do it while i'm driving or something i get motion sickness but sometimes i i I read while i'm flying and but usually you're waiting a long time for your flight and you know there's hours to kill there and you well, know, most people are just flipping through their phones or whatever, but I'm 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 right into the book or whatever yeah. I'm reading at the at the moment.
0: Yes, and if you were reading when you're driving, presumably you'd be a passenger, right?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if somebody else is driving, I'm a passenger. Yeah. Like because you know, I, I could be in a car for hours, but I, I can't read or even look at a map or my phone for two minutes. So I'll I want to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> If you weren't
0: an author, what do you think you'd be doing?
2: If, if I was a full-time author, I think I'd just be writing like crazy and I think, uh, like I, I joked earlier, like Stephen King can't possibly have time to write all these books, but I think yeah. Yeah, I think he does and uh, that's what I want to do. I, I want to just write, write, write. And then in my free time, I, I want to kind of do uh, a lot of charity, give back to people and yeah. and try to help the world you know
0: yeah well you're planning on starting a non-profit charity aren't you
2: yeah I, I'd like to but uh <laughs> right now I'm, I'm I'm trying to help myself you know I'm trying to yeah. you know uh, pay off my house so I can spend more time with my family and when, when I get my time freed up a bit then I'll definitely start giving back to there's so many people out there that have less than us like uh, you know don't even have clean water or oh, yeah. you know, medication to things like leprosy it's, it's ridiculous and then you know there's uh, celebrities that spend uh 10 million dollars on a, a wedding ring and then they're divorced a month later and it's makes <laughs> me I, I hate that you know i
0: yeah.
2: if i had 10 million dollars i i mean i i'd, I'd build you know uh, 10 10 wells you know what i mean hmm. and and people We'll have water to drink and, I don't know, make uh, sock monkeys for the the kids in the village or something, anything, just to help these people out, you know what I mean? If I had any free time, that's that's what I would do.
0: Wells seem expensive, though, don't they? They are, yeah. Like
2: I said, they're probably a million dollars each. (laughs) If I can build one, just think how happy that one town would be, how much it would change their lives, right? or yeah. just uh, you know how much does a generator cost and then they can have electricity and you know mm. uh, stuff like that and yeah. we, we don't realize how much people are suffering because we're in our own little world and you know we're, yeah. even though i feel like i'm struggling paying bills and stuff we're, we're rich you know what i mean and yeah. compared to some people mm.
0: And it's interesting because I don't know if this is a thing in your country too, but if you watch daytime TV here in the UK, you know, most of the adverts are for charities, particularly about people who need water. And those adverts have been going on for all my lifetime. It doesn't seem like anything is improving.
2: Yeah, it's like i said like there's there's so many people that that could help other people like but the, the greed is 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 the downfall of and i think uh driftwood is he's he's targeting greedy people and he's i hope he'll bring them down like because I, I i always say if, if you're comfortable you should be helping somebody else be more comfortable and uh yeah there's just so many people that don't do that they they want to be a, a big shot or maybe it's a mental illness you know like mm. some people have billions of dollars and it's it's never enough they want more more billions and yes. they don't even spend that money you know like uh I, I go to these jobs, you know, and uh, they used to have flights and I could spend more time with my family, but these billionaires, these uh, these fat cats, they'll, they'll want to pay for that stuff and they, they're not even, like, spending this money. It's like they probably have a yacht and a, a jet plane already, but they want two or three or four, you know, and it's ridiculous and it's, I, I, hopefully I can make a difference and stop stuff like that from happening, an example, you know. I
0: suppose it could be argued, though, that it's simple human nature to want to provide as much as you possibly can for yourself and not really care about strangers thousands of miles away
2: it is it, it is human nature it's uh it's human nature to take advantage and uh, yeah. to, you know to, to be a better person you got to kind of look outside that and say well, okay well do I really need all this stuff or can I help somebody else out or you know what mm-hmm. I mean a lot of it's just bragging rights you know what I mean like uh, yeah you watch uh you know rap videos and they're just throwing money in the air because they <laughs> <they're>, you know <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if uh, those dollar bills landed on uh, and people picked it up up that uh, could use it you know people that are homeless yeah. or are hungry or whatever you know what I mean and yeah. if I had money to throw around I, w- I would do that I would throw it at people that need it <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I think there was somebody once in history well not in history like you know last century who his car got broken into and I think they got a load of money stolen but they didn't care because they were like well whoever stole it needs <laughs> yeah. it more than me
2: exactly or else it would still be there right yes but, yeah no hopefully uh, like I said I, I'm struggling. I don't see my family much. I work 10 hours a day, sometimes every day. And I I don't think that's fair. You know, like I said, there's greedy people that, should be flying me home and, 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 you know, sharing the wealth or improving our lifestyles. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, hopefully when I, you know, if, I, if this takes off and, you know, I'll definitely give back as much as I can, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And as well, you're planning on selling some merchandise related to this book series.
2: Yeah, well, the first book doesn't get into it much, but it, mm. if you go to my, like my uh, website, there's links to like uh, TikTok and stuff. And I've been making a lot of uh, videos and most of them are about uh, sock monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> People are thinking, well, why is a horror writer uh, making these cute little sock monkeys and doing all these funny videos and stuff? But when you read the books, uh, you realize that sock monkeys are a big part of uh, uh, the story. They become characters and stuff. Mm. Uh, I won't get into it too much because I don't want to give too many spoilers. But so eventually... Uh, Every time a book cover comes out, I want to have a shirt, uh, make shirts for the book covers. And then I want to, uh, they'll also be able to buy sock monkeys and uh, they'll have like a certificates of authenticity, you know, uh, saying that this was made by uh, Driftwood Art, even though it, it's me. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I want to flesh that character out and make him a real person. I want him to yeah. get the charity and I want him to make sock monkeys for people that want to buy them for their kids or just for themselves or or whatever and uh they're definitely going to go up in value because uh if i get assassinated for helping too many people out or i get incarcerated <laughs> from uh you know just being a crazy guy yes and uh, they'll, they'll 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 increase in value right <laughs> Yeah, probably. Might pay pay 50 bucks for one, but if I become famous, uh, they'll be worth thousands, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Sock monkeys are sometimes, I think they look a little bit creepy. Yeah,
2: like if you watch the videos, some of them are creepy, some of them are funny, some of them are trendy. Most of them are trendy because that's how you get more followers. Yes. Uh, Somebody will do something that got uh, a thousand likes and I'll I'll sort of of do the same skit, but I'll do it with a sock monkey. (laughs) And then I hope they kind of steal their fame a little bit and uh... <laughs> mm.
0: Yes, that's an idea. So <laughs> what do you like to get up to in your spare time when you're not actually writing and things? Do you have time for other stuff?
2: Uh yeah, like I, I, I like I said, I make a lot of I'm working on the marketing side of it now, I'm not writing so much. Yeah. And uh, like I make a lot of the the videos with the, the sock monkeys and of course to do that I gotta actually make the sock monkeys and that takes time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I got eleven of them now and there's supposed to be twelve. Oh. And oh. then when I get all twelve I'm gonna start maybe doing um, some YouTube videos and just have like a a little show like it'll be like I don't know if you remember the Brady Bunch uh, Mm -hmm. It was like the Brady Bunch variety show this will be like the Driftwood Blackheart variety show and it'll be like little skits with the sock monkeys and uh, (laughs) I I play piano and I play guitar and uh, I don't want to get into politics too much but I might you know take a few stabs at people that are being greedy just to kind of Mm. Maybe help make make people give more to charity and help people out. And like I said, uh that's the plan anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: And how easy is it to make uh sock monkey? Because I think it's something that maybe
2: you get a little pack
0: for Christmas and you never actually end up making it because you're not really interested.
2: It takes time. uh I you like I, I maybe a couple hours a day. Like when I get home from work, I, I'll work mm-hmm. on one. But uh basically, it's just one pair of socks makes one sock monkey. So oh. you uh you, you know the first. One is as much you you, uh, make the body and the legs and the head, and then the other sock uh, makes the tail and the arms and the the face. So this. If, if I were to sit down and maybe spend six hours, I could I could get one done. But I usually just spend a couple hours a day. So yeah.
0: Do you have to just fold it, or is it like scissors and old glue and all sorts of things like that? Uh, well?
2: Yeah, there's there's not much work to it. I got a sewing machine, and that makes things a lot quicker. Oh. And, uh, right. Yeah, you know, basically, uh, yeah, you chop them up and uh, sew them up, and just there's not much to it really. There, I, I learned how to do it on like a YouTube video, and like one video, and then I was like, oh, that's easy. You know, anyone can yes. do that
0: because <laughs> I'm not much of
2: a seamstress myself. <laughs> Yes, I don't, I don't make clothes and I, don't, I, I was going to make clothes for them like little shirts and stuff and uh, little outfits but then I realized that I'm not that good of a, a sewer <laughs> you, yes. know, you have all these patterns and there's a lot to it and that's like uh, yeah I'm not doing that sock monkeys are easy uh, sewing clothes is not no it's
0: about patches on it that's the solution
2: yeah. yeah I think well if you look they got the uh, initials like I put a if they want to buy one and say some girl's name's Sally I'll put an S on it or something uh. and sort of personalize them a little bit that way Yeah, Sally,
0: that's a good choice of (laughs) name. Where are we able to find the book series and the merchandise as well when it comes out and keep up to date with you on social media?
2: Okay, so if you go to www.driftwoodblackguard.com, that's my website. And then there's links to all the social media sites like TikTok and uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, I think Twitter. I'm not too busy on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I I try to just keep, I'll post something if something new comes out, but uh, Twitter... I'm pretty busy on uh, on, on uh, TikTok, like with the the videos and stuff. Try, just trying to get out there, and then uh, the books. Um, uh, you'll, you'll see the links to the books there, and also uh, every time a, a book comes out, I'll, I'll you know have more uh, information about the next book coming out and uh, the merchandise. Uh, as soon as the second book comes out, I'm going to update the website. So. When the second book is is published, there'll be a link for that. There'll also be a link for the merchandise. And then maybe by the end of the series, I hope to get the uh, the charity thing started.
0: Excellent. Well, many thanks for joining us here on the show. It's been great to have you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Now i got to go to work and do the nine to five oh. thing. Enjoy. <laughs> not, not, not writing or sock monkeys. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I still got to pay the bills. So I'm, I'm a starving artist right now. So. <laughs>
3: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah! Hey!
0: Hey! The throbbing post of sound, sound, sound The Toby Gribbon Show!